The Needs of Mother Brown West Ham podcast is sponsored by Bombetta, Snaresbrook Station, Italian restaurant. Bianca, have you been? No, not yet. What are you waiting for? I don't know. What kind of food do they do? You must remember from... Meats. <laughs> yeah, meats and cheese. Meats and cheese, boats and hoes. <laughs> you can make a reservation by going to bombettalondon.com and if you mention this podcast, he might look after you with a, a level of service that mm. is not disgusting. So that's bombettalondon.com. Hello and welcome to the Knees of Other Brown West Ham podcast, series five, episode five. Bianca Westwood is back in the house. Yes, I am. Wow. And I mean, we're going to try and keep it chipper, but uh, there's a, we've got well, a crisis to discuss. Even I am starting to lose <laughs> oh. all faith and hope. I can't wait to see how dark it gets in here. <laughs> and well, I mean, we're going to get dark. So what better man than one of the darkest West Ham fans <laughs> I know? And I mean, he's been on this podcast before. We used to have his own section when things were going well. Where he could is he like moment. Batman? Yeah, I mean, he is the dark knight. <laughs> he's the dark prince. Welcome to the show. For I can't remember how many appearances this is. This is number two. Number two. Yeah. Dan Story, Sky Movies producer. Sky Cinema now. Sky Cinema, of yeah, course. Yeah, get it right. Yeah, what's that about? It's, you know, Just change with the good, times, doesn't it? It's, is Rebranding. This, the this is the new, the new look <laughs> that I had no say in, and I just do as I'm told. <laughs> so that's a bit of gossip for the listeners. There, it's just, it's just a new look. So yeah, yeah cue the Undertaker music yeah. because I'm back. Yeah, cool. I mean, so I mean, we've got a lot to discuss on this episode. We'll talk about losing to West Brom, you know, and just uh, the stuff. crisis stuff. It's just going to be crisis, just crisis. It's, I think this is my first. Crisis talk. Yeah, Christ first. This is a Cobra meeting. <laughs> five games into the season. Yeah, five yeah. games. This well. is, this is, we're in trouble. So there's a lot of controversy to talk about, but I think I thought we would kick off with uh, something that's really divided um, West Ham fans. I mean, it's a massive, I mean, the, the forum has been full up with this, and I mean, Dan's been texting me about this too. Um, and that was James last week um, getting the Transformers wrong. Uh, when he phoned what? in, he said, we had, a, we, had a, we had someone on the forum called Simon Paul Thomas. He said, I enjoy listening to the podcast on the walk to work, but forgive my pedantry for one minute. Optimus Prime was and is always a singular Autobot, not a Gestalt, one, of, one made of several Transformers. I'll get my coat. Uh, Dan, you, you text about He's this. He's right. <laughs> so what did James say? So James said, uh, well, didn't he, call, uh, um, didn't he call him Galvatron or something? Yeah. Which, if we want to get specific, Galvatron was... Megatron, after they'd had a little bit of a dust up, right. he got like reduxed, sort of thing, whilst yeah. um, the good guys, you know. Nerd alert, yeah. <laughs> nerd alert, nerd I mean, alert. You know, this is tearing West Ham apart. This, Look, this you've got to get these things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad we've been able to clarify that. And thank you for the people on the That's forum it. and on Twitter who, who pointed that one out. And James, you, you obviously, you know, you've been corrected. And now on to a slightly less, uh, less. Um, divisive issue which is obviously standing and sitting mm-hmm. and a 
first 15 minutes last week very controversial I'll read it we've got a few things from the forum to read out firstly Mega Ron an interesting one but I do think their views are perhaps sheltered from the reality of the standards point of view it's surprising really considering Mr Hawkins was a steward and also a ticket holder in the Bobby Moore Lower I don't mean to come across as though I'm digging them out but they had had they been anywhere near my office when I was listening to it the first 15 minutes or so anyway they would have heard various expletives and there was more Bianca Got to agree with the above. Thought that the first 15 minutes was unreal, to be honest. Who are these people who want to stand up every game? A good number of people who stood every single game of the bowling ground. I'm one of them, and this is Harvey's Hammers. Just sounded like a very one-sided argument, totally missing the point of people who enjoy standing at football. Telling people to grow up who want to stand almost out of the Brady handbook. Talking about the rules all the time as well. Bobby Morlow and Chav Corner stood up for 99% of the time at the old ground. Every season, I can remember. Every single away game, we stand up as well. The rules aren't enforced across the country, so stop mentioning the rules. I could go on. I won't. Just annoyed me, to be honest, as I'd expect better understanding from fellow West Ham fans. But in the interest of balance, there was also uh, Paolo Paul. I too would like to hear from a stander on the podcast, but mainly because I still don't get their argument. Be good to listen to someone put it across well. I haven't had the chance to go to a game this season, and I'm reluctant to at the moment with things as they are. As for the first 15 minutes of the podcast this week, surely Chris and Bianca giving their own view on things is fine. Not quite sure why it's made people angry. Anyway, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. So we haven't got a a fair thing it's fair to say, Dan, you're not well, a, I sit a with massive you, Chris. Stand. <laughs> <laughs> that would Uh-oh. be annoying. Uh-oh. <laughs> for me but, but I must say, um, having been going to West Ham now for just over 25 years, so I feel like I do have some sort of, you know, credence to have an opinion on this. I say, I was at Bobby Moore, lower season ticket holder, and yes, I stood along with everyone else. And it was great. It was good fun. And I've not per se got a problem with people who want to stand. It's how they're reacting to being told well at the moment you can't you're blocking this child and this family that's where my beef comes along I've not got a beef with anyone who wants to stand and I think over time you would like to think anyway that Mm. that will sort itself out but at the moment the way that the people are reacting to being told can you please sit down no I ain't got time for it that's exactly what I meant when I said grow up it's because you're a grown man, you're an adult, you can't stand up, you've been told you have to sit down. It's not because I think you shouldn't be able to stand. I actually do. I do think there should be an area where everybody can stand. However, that hasn't happened. So at the moment, there are people behind you who don't want to stand. So you've got to sit down and stop moaning about it. I mean, they've even highlighted, because there are towards where the away fans are, and where obviously home fans are they aren't really policing the issue because it is sort of near to where we're sitting Chris which is you know so we are again getting quite a first hand view on the unfolding of the antics of stewards and fans and again I've got I'm I'll listen to them till the cows come home about how they feel that they're they have a right to stand. I'm yeah. happy for them to stand, but reacting in the way that they're doing it is it's it's with just violence, not, yeah, and abuse, and all not that cool. sort of thing. It's just not on. Yeah, I think um, I think Mega Ron right now is probably he's, he's, there's plenty of expletives coming yeah, from his steam place of work. coming so out we'll, of we'll, his ears. <laughs> and but that's all I would like an art yeah. is that look, by, by all means, no one's digging out anyone's right if they want yeah. to stand. That's all good. No one's saying no. But what we are saying is that at the moment moment it's a new stadium there's going to be teething issues mm. and if somebody i.e a steward comes along and says to you i'm really sorry you're blocking this family's view that sat behind you can you please there's no i just cannot fathom how you think 
screaming and shouting and throwing a tantrum or obviously that's being polite is yeah. going to solve anything i yeah. just don't see I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me. Yeah, we will get a stander on. We will get. I've like I've gone. I've reached out to Pink Palermo, and but uh, we'll go after Brown out. We will have someone on to represent. But then you're going to have to get a stander who agrees with the other standers who are getting yeah. abusive and violent. Nominate your king, and bring him. Bring him to court. Chief stander, where are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm I gonna... do think they should be able to stand. Yeah, you know, but at the moment you can't. So yeah. why are you still moaning? Um, and slagging us off on our podcast you know it's our opinion I can't express your opinion I'm afraid um, not just because I don't agree with it but because it's my opinion and this is our podcast and you could always you know create your own podcast and then you could air your own views the standards podcast just a thought imagine it yeah be lovely and then, it's, then they get kicked out by a steward. No, I think we've got enough to worry about at the moment. I don't, I don't yeah, think that's we need thing. to add oh, something. God. Yeah. So, okay, we will we'll, we'll represent those views. And um, thank you for your emails. And now, now on a more positive note, we've got a, a, really? an email that came in from Kevin Billington, which is like a lovely... I just love this email, and I thought, well, I'm going to put it in in its entirety. He says, lads, hating the publicity the Irons are getting for off-field antics, I moved over to Dublin in 2004, and football here consists of lads picking up the ball and running with it and kicking it into a goal or over the bar. He's from Dublin. Um, both scores count, and it's an exciting game to watch, and it's incredibly tough. Think 15 Julian Dix versus 15 Thomas Repkers. It's half aggressive and gets tasty regular, regularly. Ironically, the fans are not segregated and often in the same 80,000 seats. National Stadium. I have never seen a punch thrown, not once, at least not off the pitch. The point of me typing this as I walk the dog to share the dream. Wouldn't it be great if we as a West Ham collective could be, could buck the trend associated with football fans in England and whilst the club try and sort out the shambles that seems to be the security and seating arrangements, we actually behaved ourselves. It's too easy to blame the stewards, the nets or the odd idiot. We all have a responsibility to sort this out. It will take time and whilst the clock ticks, what can we do? We don't why we don't actually make visits to our fine new home memorable for all the right reasons for our guests imagine an away fan sitting next to you having the piss ripped out of him for 90 minutes rather than the shirt ripped off his back rather than kicking off because we can't sort out if we sit or stand collectively without punching the head off our neighbour can't we just sort it out and grow up by the oh, way don't say grow up <laughs> no better not one day I'm sure we can stand again it comes down to respect and West Ham as a club seem to be fast losing the respect of everyone and it's a shame we have a real opportunity to win friends to help our ambitions and not create enemies and that's Kevin Billington in Dublin we as are our, the world we are the world can't we, we all the just children. link hands at the next home game one it's love. a very lovely form um, yeah. yeah yeah that's never going to happen <laughs> imagine imagine if we did nope not going to happen um, well, if you want to uh, contribute to this conversation, that's going to continue for probably the rest of our lives. I don't think we need to sanitise, you know, being a football fan. You can still kind of be, yeah. you know, abusive in your songs in a nice way, obviously. Um, and you can still have, you know, create a, that kind of atmosphere that sort of puts the other, the opponents under pressure and the fans, you know, under pressure. But it's just the way it's going it is just nasty and vindictive and spiteful and that's really where you have to you know grow up yeah he makes the point there about stewards like obviously stewards have had a lot of attention Dan from like mm. from fans I mean if there were no stewards could we police ourselves oh my god oh god 
I think the thing is, having worked, like myself and James obviously worked on the Olympics, and I think the problem is, again, they've gone down this like very sort of fairy tale route at the moment where they seem to think that the 60,000 people, or sorry, 57,000, uh, that are going every week are an Olympic crowd, yeah, which is what they were used different. to. Right, it's a completely different crowd. I mean, the Westfield sort of excursion, I mean, that's just bizarre. But you wouldn't want to get rid of hostility. No. At all, would you? Because that's what makes football great. Mm. You know, the tribal atmosphere and sometimes it gets a little bit nasty. But just getting up out of your seat, wandering down on the concourse and then wandering into the away end, that's yeah. also not No, that's... Cool. That, you can't... That you has just, to be. I mean, who on earth thought... Yeah, you know, that's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, that's not going to cause any problems. Mm. I mean, seriously. There are always yeah. going to be people like that, though, at any football of club. Of course, but if you're going to give them an opportunity, and oh, that's a tap in. That's just literally mm. yeah. screaming. You know, oh, we was two 0 up. Now we're losing four two. They're giving it some. I tell you what, I'll just take this in my stride. I've had a few beers today. I'm mm. not. You know, it's not going to happen. You know, that to me is shocking. That part of it, and that's why I think they do need police or certainly stewards with football experience. You know, at the very least, yeah. to be doing this job. I think that at the moment is the real crux of the problem. You've got a bunch of stewards who are used to an Olympic or a rugby crowd yeah. and it's a completely different kettle of fish. It is and they do need to sort that out. Sharpish. What if, I'm trying to think of like if unique things West Ham could do. What if you nominated a fan from each section to represent the interests of West Ham fans in that section. You've been watching and then, like, the <laughs> this and then we overthrow the actual stewards and then the, we can take the stadium from the others revolution essentially what I'm proposing is a revolution <laughs> it could be fun it could it could also you be like be 28 days later yeah. Yeah. yeah if you want to be part of my revolution uh, which I will start against Southampton at the weekend here's how you can get in touch get in touch with the show email podcast at kumb.com get on the forum at kumb.com or follow your hosts, your lovely hosts on Twitter, beautiful people, lovely, one of your own. Bianca is at B double E Westwood. Chris is at CJ Skull, and that's with a C, not a K, a C, because he's special. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Right, on to on to um things more serious than my revolution. Mm-hmm. West Brom away Dan. God, do we have to I know right well but, I mean we was joking the morning of weren't we Chris saying yeah. like oh god are you nervous are you, how do you feel after the Watford shambles and there was that sort of part of me you know where it's where you're sort of thinking I'm going to go out there and say oh yeah we're going to lose we're going to lose but deep down I'm like no we're not going to lose We, I mean it was only what four months ago where we absolutely turned them over 3-0 at yeah. their place and West Brom, for all intents and purposes, look awful at the moment. No, but they do. Yeah. You know, and I'm, this isn't me with grand delusions of West Ham being the greatest team in the league. This is that West Brom, if you're looking at the 20 teams in the league right now, yeah. are one of the worst. Well, they'd only scored six goals in their last 13 league matches. And then and they put four past us. I mean, people talk about this mythic West Ham way. That's the West Ham yeah, way for me. Exactly. Yeah. A good quote here from Slav. We can't make so many mistakes when we don't have the ball. The problem is big. 
we can't say we were just unlucky. But they're making mistakes when they have the ball and when they don't have the ball. (laughs) It's pretty much whistle to whistle. (laughs) I do sort of love the way he comes out and doesn't hide, though. Again, like without getting into like a Sam bashing conversation, he's the complete opposite to Sam or even any other previous He just says it exactly how it is, how he sees it. And that's why, you know, and uh, yeah, I I do think he's made quite a few mistakes. You know, the Antonio right back being perhaps, you know, Mm. the biggest faux pas of them all. But... thing is though you cannot legislate for what Masuaku did bizarre. to give away that so first bizarre. goal so, and there's nothing and, you can do and he's looked as really good until then as well so yeah. it isn't even like you thought oh he's got that in him so far he's looked really good to the point where you're thinking when Cresswell comes back he's got a bit of a yeah. You know, he's got a headache on his hands here because yeah. Cresswell can't just... I mean, but oh, then after Saturday... He just had an absolute stink bomb, he, he hasn't, I, For me, he hasn't put a foot wrong no, until, what, until, until Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just an unbelievable series of rickets. Something happened to him. I don't know what it was. It's like he got blow darted or something. He was, possess- <laughs> <laughs> he was possessed. Yeah. people. I had a couple of texts from people going, is he a professional footballer? I was like, yeah, he's he's been all right. He's been yeah. very good. I mean, yeah. seriously, I've been really of all the summer transfers. I actually think, yeah, I mean, I thought he was. I think he's, he's been, been decent. Cer- yeah, he's mm. certainly been one of the better yeah. new additions. Mm. Um, so this is one win in five games, Bianca. Crisis. Uh, not a crisis just yet. Yeah. It's a, we've got serious issues yeah. that we need to sort out very quickly. But no, I don't think it's a crisis. I mean, is our defence, Dan? Is this, is this the thing that needs sorting out to stop this mess? Well, yeah, because we've scored two goals in the past two games. Yeah. Usually, if you're yeah. going to knock two goals in and two, you know, you're kind of looking, well, we're going to come away with a point, maybe. The fact that we're letting him four every game. To West Brom. <laughs> and, that's, and that's, for me, the worrying factor. I wasn't worried after Chelsea... I wasn't worried after City because, again, these are two of the... T- I mean, let's face it, Chelsea last year was a blip. They're going to be back this mm. season. Mm-hmm. You know, City again, all right. Well, I mean, look at them at the moment. They look amazing. Yeah. So losing to those two on their own turf wasn't the end of the world, as far as I was concerned. You then had this run of matches, which we're now two into, where you're looking and thinking, well, this is our league. These are the teams that we should be competing against, mm. and especially at home, beating... And it was. It's, it's the just, manner of how we've yeah, lost. It is that's, exactly that's that. the thing ahead against Watford, and they're yeah. losing. Although they've now gone on to beat Man United, so yeah. they're, you know, they're not by any means walkovers. And it's, I mean, conceding that many goals against West Brom, who and you know who haven't been able to score. That's when, you know, it it gets on your nerves, and you, you think maybe there is a problem here, but. Yeah, I agree. I think beforehand we've been absolutely fine, but people were making errors like Ogbonna, the you know, not clearing the ball properly. Um, I thought it was funny that he didn't retweet the result again. The yeah. <laughs> after making a very <laughs> clear start, it's just been calamitous. Watford, it's been you know. an absolute disaster. And that and that is the problem as well, isn't it? Because he has made. I mean, again, Reed for whatever reason wasn't it in the side. You know, there were changes to that defence yeah. against what. So we're not looking at the same back four I don't know if that again is the problem but it's not like you can say oh yeah it's it's easy because we can just swap Reed for mm. Collins or Ogbonna for whoever you know it's like well no they're all sort of leaking them at this crazy yep. rate yeah. just, and uh, then the short corner routine thing that just why no don't well, that, but I know that for me is 
one of the most draining. Yeah, aspects. I mean, in any, whenever I watch it, even when I'm watching as just a neutral, just stick the ball in yeah. the box. I can never understand at that stage. it. I don't and then think you've I've... got nobody back on the halfway line either. No. So I mean, I mean the didn't... way we conceded that counter attack goal—that's <sighs> for me one of the most criminal goals yeah. we've conceded yeah. in the in the Premier League era. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And like, it's well, like, how would the, you uh, just? But they know that. The the Billich knows it. The players yeah. know it. Everybody knows it. It's not like we're saying anything that. But we until don't we win, how does that happen? Oh, at, I, I at mean, this level? I know it's it is it's embarrassing. And you are just the other thing that worried me though against West Brom anyway was that it. I mean, all right, maybe a three 0 so in the second half, but it, in the first half, like because we do tend to play on a counter attack. That's how we were winning a lot of our games last season. Mm. It looked like, do you, remember, you know, they were just so slow. Yeah. They just didn't got look... No pace you know, you've got players like Lanzini and Pyatt and Antonio. And, you know, these guys have got yeah. pace. They've got the skills. They've got the trickery. And it was just pedestrian. It was mm. just, to me, to you, like... The, it was like a team of Hayden Mullins. It was just like these sideways... I mean, Noble, I love him to bits, but where has he been this season? He's just... And even Kuati, you know, it's like, again, he's a great... Yeah. He just doesn't seem to have the discipline, I don't think. So, I mean, it's hard. I don't really think it's fair to start, you know, pointing out individuals, actually, apart from... Apart from all the ones I just did. I think Payet um, and Lanzini, you know... Well, they're doing their job. Exactly. Payet's played two and, matches. And so is Antonio, to be fair yeah. to him. Oh, my God, yeah. So it's, um, it's at the other end, I think, is the real issue. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, we've conceded twelve goals. Uh, sorry, no, we've conceded uh, two goals or more in. Oh, sorry, since Spurs we've conceded at least two goals in twelve, 12 of the last, last fifteen yeah. games since yeah. we beat Spurs. One nil. Pick that. Yeah. I mean, that and is seventy-one percent possession as well. But, yeah, it means nothing. Exactly. That's, that's kind of my what, point. Is that we've how got... do we solve this? Do we do we swap? Do we change our defence around? Do we put Randolph in goal? Does, do we drop Collins? I mean, Adrian certainly made a few clangers. I don't yeah. think... We'll see in the cup match because obviously Randolph will come in then. Yeah, and Arbeloa will yeah. perhaps start. Oh, of course. But, I mean, Arbeloa. that goes back again to... When we're looking at the transfer window, I mean, for me, because obviously we all sat together for the Man U cup match. Mm. Now, the reason we lost that match was because Man U highlighted Antonio at right back and they nailed yeah. us. And that happened a few times in that stat that you've just pulled out mm. since the Spurs win towards the tail end of last season. It was a stopgap. Antonio at right back. And it didn't really work. Mm. But it was a stopgap. We had no choice. We had no right back. There was no tr- The transfer window was shut. He was pretty much the only one who did fit the bill, even though he didn't. The, <laughs> fa- the fact that they then spent the entire summer going, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. fine. That's it. And for me, I'm very surprised at that. Absolutely, it was like that was up there more than a striker. Probably we weren't really struggling for goals last season, but at the end, I mean, that right back position was just literally so obvious, and yet they all just sort of waited until. I mean, I hope Arbelo is going to come in and be a really steady sort of, you know, a cool head. Yeah, which is what we, we need, we at need the it so bad. A cool, like a cool head mm. in that dressing room right now. Just steady, just steady the ship. I wanted to talk about as well coming back from when we when we go goals down. Like the, maybe Watford, maybe not the case, but there's been so many occasions in that run since the Spurs game where we don't start playing until we go a goal behind, and it took us to go four nil down to nearly start this crazy late comeback. And when I saw West Ham trended on Twitter, I thought, oh my god, have we done it? Like, I missed the last ten minutes of like following it. I yeah. thought we'd done it, but. What is it with us that we need to go so like X amount of goals behind before we start? We wake up. It's very strange. 
And like you say, it was a problem we had last season. This isn't something that's just lurked. It came, you know, there was a couple of occasions last year where we had to go either a goal or two goals behind before we even, you know, I mean, that Everton away match, you know, we was dead and buried. It was only when Lukaku missed that penalty that they suddenly Mm. thought, oh, hang on, we've got 20 minutes here, we might be able to do something. Do you think it's motivation, Bianca? Is there something about the way Slav motivates the team that... I don't know because he's spoken about it before and he know he knew last season it was a problem. Um so I, I really don't know you can't blame the stadium for this one. Um Slav doesn't strike me as the complacent type. No. He doesn't strike me as someone who's just going to go. Do you, know, you think he puts a rocket up there? And again, I don't know. I mean you you kind of do think yes, but at the I same time I mean he time, looks intimidating. He does, doesn't he? And, and but do you think he shows real anger? With know. a modern day footballer, I'm not sure the rocket up the arse works anymore. I think they're all so fragile and they're all so sort yeah. of, you know, I don't think that approach. I think it was Sunes that said that, wasn't it? After his last, you know, stint at Newcastle, where he kind of realised his way just was, you know, not saying that the guy was yeah. going in there giving him a rollicking every day. Well, it doesn't work for Mourinho anymore, that's does it? It just mm. doesn't work. That approach just, I don't think, works. And it, you've got these players now are so mollycoddled and so sort of like you know if their confidence is already like and you go in and start digging them out it's not you know this ain't Roy Keane era where it's like right you know Brian Clough going in there and it, that's yeah. a it's Give gone a hair dryer yeah I don't, I don't know th- that. I wonder if there is a place for it because you look at what happened to United since Alex Ferguson's left oh no I think there's a place for it I just think unfortunately <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work yeah yeah um I've got a quote here from Antonio that I wanted to read out. He said, after the West Brom games, I don't see what the difference is. It has to be mentality more than anything because we haven't changed players. We have to forget everything that's happened and start again. You, I mean, that, you picked up on that quote. I Darren, did, yeah. <laughs> I just, again, it's just like, but I'm sure they grafted out another player the week before after the Watford match saying that. And I know for a fact they definitely grafted out someone else after the City match saying kind of what I was saying was that, oh no, look, the, we always knew these three matches and we were lucky to get the three points obviously against Bournemouth. Um, we always knew that was going to be, you know, kind of the way it panned out being. So they were quick to, you know, and it's almost like, right, we're just going to keep saying this every week. Yeah. Do, do, do you think do you think there's anything going on in that dressing room, Bianca? Is there anything that maybe they're not getting on, or is it just purely no, mentality? No, I really don't think so. I think I would have heard something. It, there doesn't seem to be anything sinister going on. They're Shame. just individuals doing really stupid things. Yeah, and that is it. Time. You, if you look at those eight goals. Yeah. In in total, like the Watford and West Brom, you can literally pinpoint individual mistakes in every single yeah. one of them, and like. And, and you can drill them on shape and all of that for as you know as much as you can during the week. But if a, a defender's going to put his arm up in the air and bat a ball away, volleyball style, you know, bizarre. what can you do? Ogbonna needs to stick it in, in Rose Ed yeah. rather than... And the other thing I'll say as well, without, and I'm sure every fan of every club out there will, is you know going to pipe up and say this similar sort of thing but even watching that Watford United game did you all see that Igalo miss where he sort of uh, it was nil yeah. nil and you're thinking now that's against West Ham he's putting that in the back of the net we do seem to be yeah. like that team that yeah. all the you know someone only like West Brom again look at that position look they'd at never, even the shots on top they'd never they, scored four goals no, under they only Julius. literally had to have a, <laughs> Did you know that? No. Oh, man. That is depressing. It's the first time they've done that. God. 
we but that's my point. Yeah. It's like you can't legislate for that. It's always been the case for us. Come on. It's true. Do you remember, like, man, they used to say Did you think that there was just going to be some miraculous, you know? We're going to win every game. Scenario. I think we're all guilty of that as well. That after last season, and after a, you know, and let's not forget, after a few of the promises that were kind of made to us in the summer transfer window, we were all guilty of thinking, yeah, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. You know, we're we're here to stay, sort of thing. That was no fluke. Yeah, I, Whereas, I actually thought that. Yeah, as well. I think we all did, and now I think reality is setting in. And we're all kind of thinking, oh, actually... Which is mm, West Ham. Yeah. Do you, do you think it is our expectation? Like, West Ham hasn't changed. Our expectations have changed. 100%. Yeah. 100%. But that's not our fault. I don't. I think you replace West Ham with any team at the moment and put them in our position. You know, we did have a great season last season. We have just moved into a lovely new, mm. you know, Bells and Whistles stadium. Everything does seem to be in place. That You know, there is, apart from this sort of <laughs> the West Ham way. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Man-, Man City left Main Road? They said that Main Road was like like bad juju. It was like built on like some gypsy burial ground, and they'd like they'd never succeed until they left Main Road. And obviously they've left. What mm-hmm. if the London Stadium is built on an, <laughs> a, a, an Indian burial ground? Ask me in five years, not five <laughs> games. I mean, we can't rule it out the way things are going. Well, we won loads of goals twenty goals, goals twenty twelve, yeah, yeah. so it can't be that bad. Yeah, got a point. Yeah. Um, well, uh, there's some other issues, obviously, that come out of this West Brom defeat. And the, and the first of them is some people starting to call for Slav's head. Madness. Madness. <laughs> no. Whoever this guy is, he needs have to have a word it? with have himself. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Thoughts. And I've been... Honestly, I had not, almost had to cut my fingers there's off no way not to tweet something to this guy. It's not. It can't be legit. The, the cartoonish to, Red Cross. It's, yeah, it's got to it's be a got, joke. Yeah, it's got to be a joke. There is absolutely no way on earth that's legit. It's just, I'm not having it. I, just, I can't believe for But some a of the second. people interacting with him, I do believe. Oh, God, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. They're, they're the, the ones who... you want to worry about. Yeah, not the, the account is fine. Yeah. It's the ones that are like sort of joining the in with, the, with the pitchforks. That some you guy want to be said about. I wanted to get Billich out on my West Ham shirt. And I, I like. Oh my god! I mean, but are they doing that tongue in cheek? I mean, <laughs> I I'd be tempted to have a bit of a laugh with him, but I don't know. Um, do, I mean, I'm starting to think now. I'm starting to think he could go if things carry really on. So. We've got, carry we've got three home games in a row. Yeah, now. Steve Bruce is out and they're of all. Job. I know that's the scariest part of it all because that's the other part as well. You know, all right. Or for, if you want to start that argument. Who's going to replace him? Come on, then. Yeah. Who's going to... We are, like you said, we are West Ham United. Let's get a reality check. Who yeah. are we going to get that's better than Slavin Bilic? Well, I mean, it was only... It I mean, in the summer, when everyone was watching the telly, I've got mates, you know, Spurs, Chelsea, loads of it, and they were all so envious of Slav watching him on the telly. Yeah. I know. And the, his punditry in the summer was great. That's too. what I mean, like, yeah. He's, well, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Up. Come on. He does. I mean, he we are lucky to have it. My worry overnight. is he'd walk. Not that he's going to get <laughs> fired. My right. worry is he would walk. It's worth talking about your theory that he didn't get the players he wanted. I, and well, that yeah. he feels a bit... Maybe I mean, look, I mean, we're all. Th- uh, this isn't being John Malkovich. I don't live in Slav's head. I don't. I don't know this <laughs> isn't for <it>? sure. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you're on. But um, but I do genuinely think the transfer window was messy. It was like a very again typical West Ham scattergun approach of quantity, not quality. I don't think for any of those players we bought. Whilst I'm not saying any of them are poor, I don't think any of them were an improvement. 
on what we already had. I don't think there's one of those players who you look at last team's last season, sorry, eleven, and say, well, yeah, he's you know he's going straight in. There's no way, yeah. you know, are you a stretch? But again, did we with Antonio playing the way he, that was like the one area of the pitch where you're thinking mm. we've got someone banging here, you know. We really don't need... I mean, like we've already touched on, the right-back issue. That needed to be sorted, and they waited until the last day and got a freebie, which might turn out to be a good sign, and we don't know. But at the moment, it was just a bizarre window for me, and I don't know... I don't know. I... We do always seem to suffer from having no no strength in, or no depth at all, um, and I think maybe that's why they wanted to bring bodies in, because we've had issues in the past, haven't we, when Carroll's been out and... You know, we've had Chiati playing in the centre of defence and everyone's playing out of position. So maybe that's one of True, the reasons but why. Then, but then again, I still don't think there was any sense of, again, it was this scattergun. Because if, if, if we're going down that road, like you say, why was a right back not acquired before? Yeah. You know, because even if they had decided... And why was Tompkins let go? Exactly, and not replaced. Especially yeah. if they're then going to farm Burke out on loan straight away. And I don't know, it all just, like, there were areas of that team last season that if you were, like, say... I don't think any club has had, apart from the, the big spenders, have, have had a brilliant transfer window anywhere. There are, haven't been really any gems. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, it's all, look, Maybe Idrissa Gay for um, Everton. It's all just perhaps. a game of poker at the end of the day. And if you cash in your chips, whether, you know, you're never going to know how it's going. I mean, look at Ayu exactly. again. And there were only five like a, games in, or yeah. however many it is. And so. Ayu, to me, it was one of the more, I think that, that was, was a big signing. Yeah, and I do yeah. think, you know, and people were saying, oh my God, 20 million. For, if you look at it, when you look at players like Wijnaldum and even Main, who again, I know Main's doing amazing at Liverpool at the moment, but the money that they spent for him, so he should be. Now, yeah. we got. Are you for what? 20. I mean, twenty. He still knocked in about fifteen goals last season. You know, th- yeah. he's mid twenties. He's proven in the Premier League. Yeah, it's not. That That's was... the thing with Zaza and the other one. What's his name? Calieri. Calieri. They haven't. They they don't know this league at all. So I mean, the Zaza one seems bizarre, doesn't it? I mean, he's got basically to Zaza. Zaza. <laughs> Sorry. Zaza. <laughs> Jinx. High five. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> oh, when we it... laugh at our own jokes, like, that's really know, sad, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. it? For anyone else in the studio, they did just high five. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that, that he has literally been given an ex, like this weird sort of yeah. You've got sixteen games to prove yourself because it's after sixteen games that it. Yeah. turns permanent and obviously really? yeah if after 16 no. matches and that somebody worked out without the cup games anyway that literally takes him so up it's to, like the adventure game yeah it's like it takes him up to the end of december basically all right so it is very you much could a, fall into the abyss <laughs> or i mean it's times. on the one hand it's quite clever <laughs> but on the other hand it doesn't again it doesn't really instill much faith mm. when you're thinking right they don't even think do they that he's really he was again like eighth choice sort of oh everyone was saying about Wilfred Bonny he hasn't exactly set the world alight no. at the he moment he looked yeah. awful for Stoke against Palace all Stoke look awful it's funny at this time of the season I was saying like you you kind of get a grip on who's going to who's going to be down I think them it could be us and them in the, in the relegation battle <laughs> based on evidence so far they looked awful didn't they and, and yeah. James Tompkins but then, we, we, but then West Brom looked awful yeah. until Saturday. You yeah. know, West Brom was Stoke until Saturday. Yeah. 
you know, as that stat that Bianca pulled out earlier. You know, it's like West Brom were that with Stoke. You know, if we were coming up against Stoke this weekend, I wouldn't put it past us still losing 4 2. Oh, darn. I mean, it's, it's just dark times, isn't it? Yeah. God, can we bring yeah. out the happy, happy, joy, um, joy song or something? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just quickly before we end with the end of this subject, are the owners to blame? For Again, this? I think their heart but, is in the right place. I don't think that, you know, they're not, you know, Mr. Burns sitting in their sort of throne room, sort of dog, maniacal yeah. laughing. Dogs and, and lawyers. Yeah. I think I, they always try and do what's best do. for the club I mean, anyway. I think they can be a bit naive at times. And I do think the... The talking to the, you know, Sullivan and Gold. Well, Gold's just as bad on Twitter, but I think that they need to rein it in with their, you know, we're going to go off and do this. Because mm. who was it? It was just before the season ended, wasn't it? And Sky Sports went down and Sullivan, they were sitting at Upton Park and he was talking then about this 30 million striker. And you're like thinking, well, this season hasn't even finished yet. And you're kind of making promises now. And this is where that fan expectation thing that you talked about comes into it. I think the fans are guilty of drinking that Kool-Aid that he's more than happy to like whip out. And then they can't quite understand it when the locals go feral <laughs> and it didn't go to plan. <laughs> the locals go feral, that's like, that's, that's the phrase that pays, isn't it? Like, but I can understand it as being, you know, I, I'm probably guilty of that myself. All football at times. fans do that. Though. No, I do it. I completely, yeah, completely agree. You start I winning, think... you think you're going to do something. It, you know, reality sets in. Yeah. Usually, the manager gets fired. Yeah. The thing is that football is such a, a sport of passion and emotion, and like Twitter and like post games when you've lost. And I mean, after that Astra game, I didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm. It's difficult when you've got so many ways of talking to the board, like and and you what just look at David Gold's Twitter and look at what. Oh, it's like, a he tries to deal with it. Yeah, he tries to deal. I don't think he should even try and deal with it. No, he shouldn't. Because it's just like it's I don't think Brady does. I don't think I don't think Brady. I mean, no. she must get probably she doesn't engage ten times yeah. more. Abuse I bet than, she gets all. I mean, sorts she must do. And again, she I don't understand. Booed, booed I don't get it. I don't get that. Because again, I don't think any of them have done anything, you know, maniacal or evil. I, I think they like to be liked. And that's the pro. Yeah, the I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head. I, I wonder. They if... just try too hard. Almost. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you just got to be ruthless and just do what you've got to do. I mean, you couldn't. And, could you honestly name me? every chairman of every Premier League club Actually, I, would... I could only name you Bruce Buck because I like the name <laughs> could you be anchor no. I mean alright sorry you're probably not the best person to ask in your line of work but I still couldn't but that's my point yet you don't see these guys chatting as much as you do our guys no. and that's where I find it no. frustrating I think Delia mm. learned her lesson didn't she with the whole where are you when she got absolutely yeah. smashed <laughs> <laughs> came out for, for maybe they should do red. that have a few vinos yeah. and Imagine that. get on the pitch oh at the London Stadium yeah, I'd, love, I'd love to give Sit you four, four bottles of red Sit and then get, have a Where mic here's the mic go out and talk to the fans be like a scene out of Braveheart wouldn't it <laughs> everyone who wants to stand up where are you <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but no, that's brilliant. like, but I do think like profile, I think is a big factor in this because people know who they are and they they they're they're always everywhere talking about the club and what their ambitions are and the problems they're trying to address. 
and it puts their head above the parapet. And so yeah. when things are going bad like now, they become a focal point for all that anger and resentment and yeah. stuff like that. And I mean, they're chairman of the club as if they're going to get involved in uh, reallocating where people are sitting in the new stadium. And I mean, David Gold gets like tweeted about, oh, my seat's getting wet and stuff like that. Well, there was the recent one with Upton Park with the um, uh, the garden, wasn't there, that they've got with... Um where it, nobody had looked after it you know it's yeah, like the memorial yeah. and you're like again I understand the frustrations of someone who's got like a plot there but I don't think David Gold's in charge of that it's no. like I don't think Karen Brady is in charge there, of there that there is a huge apparatus isn't there that sits underneath them it's of just course. an easy target you know that's it what is. their management but, teams I mean, for yeah. that's not to defend stuff no like that. of course it's not it's not at all because like you say, it, when you saw those pictures, it was like, Jesus. Was like, yeah. Was Sometimes like, oh, things like that do need to be flagged up. Of course though, they don't do. They? Yeah. So maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. But it's just that I, I get the feeling that they, they like being part of that West Ham family. But at the moment, the fans are turning on each other. So they're not exactly going to be yeah. nice to not gonna hide the powers thoughts, that be, yeah. are they? But, yeah. you know, I, I honestly think it'll change because I, really I mean you it. could argue again not that it gives it any excuse whatsoever but had that game against Watford you know we had been on cruise control had we won that 4-2 mm. say you know there would have been none of that I don't think I no. think it was like a, it was almost like once the you know proverbial hit the fan that was it that was like the switch yeah. that went that was like right well we're gonna just now yeah. unload all this you know they're frustrated and I do understand oh I'm the with them like I say I'm, I'm Dan you're actually one of the worst I am yeah I really like I say I sit yeah. with Chris he's he's when, definitely um, you I'm know. the same I, when I'm there I'm a fan I'm, I'm mm. you know I'm not there to work so I, I get it and and like you said, like, you know, where you couldn't go on Twitter, you know, I'm a nightmare for 24 hours after, you mm. know, a match. I'm an absolute nightmare. Yeah. You know. My my family actually had a big fallout after that game. <laughs> yeah. I've got three brothers, um, two of them West Ham fans, one of them's a Gooner. Oh, my God. And it kicked off and they haven't spoken since then <laughs> really yeah I mean it's literally they were down, it was like it? they told, said they hated each other and <laughs> honestly it's really I think feelings are very very fragile and you know everybody well, is was heated a, at the moment I was on a stag do in Barcelona with about 13 Chelsea supporters when we lost 4-2 to Watford and uh, it was you can imagine can't you and again I was keeping such a low profile mm. even at 2-0 I'm sitting there and they're going how's West Ham getting on there oh yeah we're, you know we're 2-0 up but you know long way to go yet but inside I'm thinking yeah. oh thank God for this and then when it started to unravel mm. I literally thought I was in some sort of like Jeremy Beadle sort of fix up it was like <laughs> this cannot be real you know where's the hidden camera <laughs> this can't be real yeah. I can't take it that's why I don't dish it out yeah. no, but that's fans, it. I was, I, I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, good as gold, sitting there, sort of yeah. all, you know, having this boiling. Was, yeah, absolutely boiling. Mm. The of by the Brown West End podcast is sponsored by Bombetta Restaurant, Italian food, Snaresbrook. Dan, I don't believe you've gone either, have you? I'm paying rent in there. I'm there every night. Have you been? No. <laughs> It's especially bad being a friend of Jamie's. I know, I know, but it's like I live out in the Shire. It's hard work. Well, but, but, I've got a nine-month-old son. I'm not allowed a social life anymore, Chris. But they do meats and cheese. It's Italian food. Two favourite foodstuffs, meats and cheese. It is good. I'm going to get down there. Appealing. I have been 
way too busy with work recently, but um, next yeah. week I think I'm going to pop in. Treat yourself Friday night. Yeah, bottle of wine, some meat and some cheese. Nice. What could go wrong? You can make a reservation by going bombettalondon.com. Well, we've got Actions and Stanley in the League Cup. Who are up they? Next. <laughs> exactly. I had to, sorry. Do you know what? And, and this is, uh, I always go, and I could have gone on Wednesday. I had something I could have easily moved, and I just thought, I can't. I Why? Can't. Astra, the Astra midnight, that, that game. Sorry, that week, midnight, uh, midweek. I'm, I'm at Fulham Wednesday night, so I can't. I, I, like, this is the first time in many years. Well, my gone, dad's got nah. a ticket going spare because he's actually, because I, I was, and I was like, I'm not. And uh, bless him for his, uh, you know, again, naivety. He's gone and bought one. But again, I don't think he's got any intention of going now. So how do you think we're going to do? I mean, <laughs> it can't get any worse, can it? No. <laughs> no, it can't. I've done it now, haven't I? Um, I don't know. I I would like, again, without sounding arrogant, I'd like to think it'd be quite comfortable. But then I remember thinking that with the Astro match. I was working that day. And I, again, if I'd have really like busted a gut, I could have gone and made it to the game. Mm. But I thought, no, nah, I'll be all right. I'll watch it at home on the telly. It's going to be a bit of a... Again, hate to sound arrogant, but I did like we all did, I guess. I thought that team, as poor as it might have been, on paper was good yeah. enough to beat... Astra. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would imagine it will be a similar sort of team that he put out against Astra, against Accrington Stanley. I can't imagine it's going to be, you know, the same team that we've seen the past two games. And I would think, again, there's there's no reason whatsoever why they wouldn't, you know, give Fletcher a go, give Cagliari a go. I mean, yeah. even Torre now, perhaps, you know, because we haven't seen much of him no. the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So do you think we're going to progress? Yeah. <laughs> Famous last one. How'd you feel, Bianca? Do you think the League Cup we could could we win the League Cup this year? You're asking me now. <laughs> no. No, not on the strength of what I've seen so far, but I mean these fixtures always seem to throw up, you know, banana skins, don't they? Yeah. I'm um, surprised Sky haven't picked up on that one actually. I'm surprised that it's not on telly. Mm. Because it screams it. Well, no, but it does, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? It? Does. it really does just sort of scream, oh, this is going to be... If we yeah. lose that, we could be talking all-out mutiny. It, it'll be I still a think it's early do. days for that. I, and that's me talking now. I think now. Slav knows that this is, this is really important, this one. Not because we need to progress in this league, but we need to, we we need to win this match. Own. But it's um, if you offered me... Defeat on Wednesday and a win on Yeah, but if Sunday, we if we lose yes. Wednesday, I don't think we'll win Saturday or no Sunday. Sunday, yeah. But if That's you were to offer, if you know, we were. If I had make, a choice, yeah, obviously I'd rather beat the Devil's Saturday. handshake. I would and take that Saints in a have second. got Saints have got Palace on Wednesday as well. So, and Palace seem to do them all the time. Actually, yeah, don't and, they? And, and, you know, they've got a good record. Palace against Southampton. tails are up at the moment. So. <sighs> Being a South London, we got them in a few weeks. I'm not mad on Palace again. (laughs) Got offered a ticket, but it would have been with Palace fans. I I mean, I couldn't think of anything worse. Couldn't do that. Subhuman scum. The features back relegation watch. I think the whole show's been relegation watch. (laughs) It has. Um, I think if we want to start talking about positives, let's just talk about Antonio. Yeah. 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 I mean, he is. Is he going to keep us up? I think he's going to get 327 goals this season. All headers. Yep. 
Do you think we're going to stay up? Have you got, I've got Yeah, I do. Again, I don't mean that in a cocky way. I And I, again, if we look back at the Rhoda era when it looked like we had yeah. far too good a squad. So we can't go down that sort of arrogant approach of, well, our team's... Far, but it is. It is far too good, the squad we've got. And, and I just can't see it. I, I just cannot, for the life of me, see us being one of the worst three teams in this league. No, same. Um, you're sticking with that. There's been a lot yeah. of people saying it's a bit like 2003. No, you're sticking with... No, we won't. I, I really don't think we were. I would never say never because I'm a West mm. Ham fan. However, I just think, like you said, there's there's worse teams out there than us. And, you know, next time we do a podcast, we could have beaten yeah. Accrington, we could have beaten Southampton and everything... We'll see him we'll a whole lot I mean, it is early we, days, but you're looking at Sunderland and they're looking like cannon fodder at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. They almost do look like an absolute lost cause. Mm. Like, what about that David Moyes stuff? Have you seen that? When he like they wouldn't tell the player he'd been dropped. Yeah, that was very strange. And he, he hasn't explained it even still, I don't think. But, I mean, he's what? done himself no fate. Wasn't it like the second match that, yeah. of the season, which obviously they lost, and he came out going, well, yeah, we're in a relegation fight mm. and you're like <laughs> that's the spirit oh, alright mate this is honest <laughs> second game in the job and you've uh, I mean the Middlesbrough the game could be a you know six pointer, pointer. <laughs> but we've got I mean that's the thing you know we've got these two home matches exactly. against this is what I was talking about you know I included Watford and West Brom in that equation when we have this run of games coming up and they are against teams that you feel that you can you know and unfortunately judge it against because they are what you would call our level so if we are losing against Southampton and Middlesbrough or not certainly picking up at least mm. four points mm. well Southampton haven't been you know in any sort of doing any no, sort of no but I think Charlie like Austin they... might have something to say yeah, <laughs> um, it's, uh, defamed by this podcast famously <laughs> yeah but they've only had one win and that was against Swansea yeah. at the weekend yeah. plus they've got Palace this Oh, as I said on Wednesday so um, yeah but again last week we were saying the same about West Brom that's well, you know let's, I mean I'm I never expected us to go up there and no I didn't think that, but I did think, win comfortably but I, I didn't think that we'd capitulate in the way yeah. that we did exactly remember the, that, that year a couple of years ago when we thought we were going to win the FA Cup we got West Brom away and we were absolutely smashed by exactly it Best, has happened it up has there happened. And that, you know that was that the last time ago. that they scored four. More, than, more than three go- no oh. it was three nil wasn't it oh, was that. it was I it three it was or four? four? Oh, actually, yeah. I well, I know they've not they've not scored more than three goals in a match since. Because at three nil, I saw the BBC rolling that stat right. out on Twitter, Fantastic. and they were like, "Oh, West Brom haven't scored three goals in a game right. since <laughs> since, they, oh. since they beat West Ham three nil, um, or whatever it ended up being." And we've all just conveniently forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we uh, just close on predictions, I've got I've got the launch of a new feature. To, to announce and mm-hmm. that's a while ago we did send us a selfie and uh, no, send us a yeah, picture of where you're listening to the podcast and we rated the best one we've got a new feature and in this one we want you to ha- try and have a selfie with the most obscure West Ham player you can find I'm talking your Matty Holmes your Keith Rowlands maybe maybe your Dowies we might consider that David Burrows so, no, yeah David Burrows David Speedy David Speedy they're the mm. kind of we want selfies with obscure players and you can send those into podcast.kumb.com. I mean... I like it. Yeah. Well, I want ex- obscure... Because we, we've been lacking that that big feature this series since we haven't really replaced the one from last year where we asked you to have a picture of somewhere. You when is it my one-year anniversary? Christmas. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
celebrate with a selfie with Tony Gale maybe (laughs) he's not obscure no he's not obscure yeah he's too inobscure or whatever that is Uh, I saw Tony Cotty at the uh, get a selfie if you're out about if you're in I mean Steve Jones famous West Ham player of 93 allegedly he works at Sainsbury's in Basel, no, hang on. Didn't he work it? That was before he was a player, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then he's he a shell gone back. Oh, no, gone back. I don't know. That's what someone emailed him. But get, get, <laughs> get a picture with obscure West Ham players, send them in podcast.kmb.com. You will win some sort of prize, and you could be you. Hey, do it. Uh, so now it's just time to, before we leave to talk about predictions. So, Southampton, we've already discussed Atkinson Stanley. Southampton at home, big one now. Relegation <laughs> six pointer, Slav trying to save his job. I mean, at the, at the moment, I'd, I'd, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go for a draw. Draw? Yeah. You just take a draw, Bianca? No, I think we're going to win it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You said that about West Brom. Yeah. Now look at us. I said I hoped we would. <laughs> Very different. I didn't think that we'd actually, you know, die. I know. An absolute yet, monstrous death. Here we are. Publicly embarrass ourselves. Yeah. Can we wrap this up? I've got, <laughs> I've got my therapy session to go. No, we're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. I do think, as a club, and um, I, before when when we end this podcast now, I'm going to play a clip from uh, any given Sunday that Al Pacino film about the need for healing. And this is a clip uh, that came into my consciousness because Alan Pardew played it before the 2005 player final, the one we won. Right. Uh, he played it on the bus, and it was about you know forgetting forgetting our wounds and coming together and healing as a team and that's what we need to do not only for the 11 players on the pitch but the people in the stand too because this is stupid and yeah. I'm sick of the, sta- the stand and the sitting and all this let's rubbish. come together this is where we're at and I don't want us to go down like we're not going to go back to Upton Park we need to make the best of it and we need to yeah. stop arguing around with each other we need to support the team because that's, that's what right. we do we're West Ham fans here here so this is the Al Pacino thing I watched it again today to remind myself it's brilliant and this is exactly what we need to do we need to get on with it I think and we need to get you team. in there Chris yeah <laughs> we've had worse we've had worse periods than this we've yeah. been worse and we need to this is us now we need to be responsible for the way we act as fans and the way we support the team yeah. Enough's enough. We need to heal. I said, oh, listen to the Al Pacino speak. This is what we need to do. Citizen Chris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you remember when the Chelsea... Get the idea. <laughs> the, uh, the Chelsea kit manager gave the team talk once and he was just like a Scottish guy. I can't remember who made him do it. Maybe Di Matteo. For the, it was, I swear it was like the Champions League final or something like that. And he, this kit, the kit manager was like a lifelong Chelsea fan and they got him to do the team talk. I think Di Matteo might have got him to do it. And then afterwards, the players were like, yeah, he got the... But he was like a Scottish guy. And they were like, what was it? What was it like? And was like, a lot of the lads are foreign. They didn't understand any of it. But he was really angry, so... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you very much, Dan, for joining us. It's a pleasure. Uh, you're on Twitter? I am indeed. Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. There you go. Give a follow for some pessimistic tweets. Right, and that? some random movie ramblings. Yeah, exactly. Bianca, thank you very much. We've got some great Welcome. guests coming up in yeah. a few weeks. Yeah, we have. That, yeah, some really good ones. So stick around. <laughs> New catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to leave you. They're going to play that Al Pacino speech in the end of this episode. But in the meantime, come, come on, on, your eyes. Come on, your eyes. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives. All comes down to today. Either we heal as a team, 
we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in a mirror. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's gonna win that itch. And I know if I'm gonna have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You gotta look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now I think you're gonna see a guy who will go that inch with you. Hell yeah. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're gonna do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?